What's up, beautiful people? Hey guys. Welcome to our season finale of season one of the What's Up, Beautiful People podcast. It's been a fun journey. It has been. I I'd can't say. believe we're here. It's been, what, six months? This is our 24th episode. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've just enjoyed getting to talk to you. It's and been with fun. You and with you guys for us to be able to talk with you. And it uh, feels like what we do behind the scenes anyways, just these kind of yeah. chats that we have. And I think it's been kind of fun to bring it to a different platform and yeah. share our thoughts and feelings and journey with all of you guys. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of it's probably been kind of crazy and weird because <laughs> we are a little crazy and weird, but it's yeah. been Certainly really fun. We've had some really good conversations with guests as well. Have had great guests. We had Bob Goff. We had Lisa Turkhurst. We had Gabe Conti. We had, who all do we have? Ellie Holcomb. Mm -hmm. We had the Busbees, Adam and Danielle. We had a lot of great people. I mean, Levi and Jenny Luska. It's been a good season. It's been a good season of mm -hmm. life and of, of this podcast, I would say. It's also the six-month anniversary of... The Art of Getting It Wrong book, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. And actually, that would mean this is the six-month anniversary of this podcast because we started them around the same time. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, man, thank you guys who have bought the book um, for reading it. And hopefully it's been an encouragement to you. And for those of you who have left reviews uh, on Amazon or on Goodreads or wherever you leave reviews for books, um, as I've read those, it's been really encouraging to me just to see you guys take. We are, um, I'm pretty excited because I just got an email yesterday from our publisher that Apple Books um, has added it to their like best sellers for audiobooks list. Um, and That's so cool. it's like $9.99 this month uh, if you want to go and get the audio book on Apple books. It's also available everywhere else. It's on Amazon, you know, audible everywhere you buy books. It's a great Christmas present, especially <laughs> for the person who gets it wrong in your life a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun read regardless. Here's a, here you yeah. go, buddy. You're a failure. This is a great book for you. Yeah. Merry you, Christmas. Maybe you need to qualify. Like, I'm not saying that you need this book, but it's going to be a fun read. It's going to yeah. make you laugh going to be filled with encouragement you know the idea is your failures aren't final your failures don't define you but they can refine you and that you're not your failures so i think uh you know it's a pretty great encouragement i think there's a lot of funny stories in there that will make you laugh and uh, hopefully some good lessons for you in there but we've loved to see how encouraged so many of you guys have been from the book and so just a heartfelt thank you yeah. As we kind of get all emotional on this six-month <laughs> anniversary of the book. Our little six-month um, baby. Our little six-month-old baby, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. We're going to jump into today's episode of the podcast. Um, being that this is our final podcast of the season, um, we started talking about like what's something that we can talk about that maybe we haven't really done yet uh, on here. So much of what we are about is our family. It's about our marriage. It's about parenting. It's about, you know, how do we have a, a stronger family dynamic, um, you know, healthy boundaries, things like that. Um, and so we are titling this podcast, Balancing Family Life in the Public Eye. Yeah. So, which is the ongoing thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. And I think it is. It takes a lot of intentionality and yeah. there's a lot of nuance to it. And that that's probably one of the biggest questions we get from people mm -hmm. 
both people online, people in our life that know us, people that knew us before we did anything um, online, you know, just what is, how do you make that work and what does that look like? And um, I do remember early on in our journey when we were kind of just testing it out and seeing if this would work, um, there were a few friends of ours who were really doing it full time and doing really well with it. And I remember looking at them and thinking, how in the world yeah. do they do that? How do they balance it all? How do they stay healthy? How do they keep their priorities straight? And so that was something from the very beginning that was really on my heart is like, if we're going to do something like this, if we are going to share our story publicly, if we're going to connect with people in an online platform, how do we do it in a way that is true to who we are, Mm -hmm. true to our values, true to our faith, um, and doesn't affect our family negatively? Obviously, there's pros and cons to anything you do, right? There's going to be challenges, there's going to be benefits, but how do we do it in a way that is going to keep our family healthy and whole and intact and not put Mm -hmm. all this pressure on us in a way that you can see happen sometimes in um, the public eye. And obviously we're not like, you know, these huge public figures or anything, (laughs) but there is something to be said about putting your family um, out there publicly Mm -hmm. that comes with its own challenges and its own weight. And so that's something we've had to count the cost very, very carefully. We did that um, before we ever started and then along the way as well. Yeah, because we've we've really reevaluated as we go and some yeah. things that maybe worked early on don't necessarily work now. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we really from the beginning had a few, I guess, tenets that we wanted to hold to. Number one, um, we wanted to capture, not manufacture, yeah. which I think is a big thing on YouTube. There's this pressure to like come up with the bigger, better idea or, you know, have something that's like going to go viral or whatever. But right. what we had always done is just sort of document our lives. We were just kind of telling our story as we go in real time. And we wanted to keep that as part of our DNA. So we never yeah. felt like we needed to kind of create moments or manufacture moments or whatever. Um, and I think that was a big help for us early on mm-hmm. because it sort of did take the pressure off. We also said no clickbait. Um, So we're never going to like title something or clickbait people uh, because trust is so important for us. And when you clickbait people, you're, you're kind of lying to them. Now there is a certain amount of like, how do you come up with titles that are, you know, interesting, compelling, (laughs) you know, it's like, you don't want to be boring about it. Like we went to the zoo, you know, or whatever, but, uh, but there's a difference between being compelling and creative and lying to people. And so I think that was one of the big things. And Uh, honestly, there have been those moments along the way that we have been tempted to, you know, think you've been really the anchor on that in some ways, because I'll be like, this is, this is a good title. And you're like, but is that really, is that misleading? Is that truthful? Is that honest? Is that, you know, a hundred percent like accurate or whatever. So the, the integrity of that, um, because truthfully we would have gotten, we've had a lot of moments and opportunities that we could have gotten a lot better views on stuff. Well, and you have some of those videos that do take off. We've had a few mm-hmm. videos that have gone viral. And so you kind of see like what the algorithm wants. And mm-hmm. so it can be really tempting to be like, well, if we do more of this, they then- bend toward drama, they bend right. toward. And so yeah. we even set off the bat, no fake drama, you know, no exploitation. Like we're never going to exploit our kids. We're never going to show them crying. We're never going to show them having those hard moments. Right. We're not going to do those things that would maybe dishonor them that later on down the line, they would be like, 
Gee, thanks, dad. And to be honest, like those are the things on YouTube that get the views. They do get the views. But like that goes back to like what we said at the beginning. We want to be sure that this is still going to be a safe space for our kids and for our family. And so we don't want to do anything in a way that would embarrass our kids. There are times where we've shared hard hard moments, especially for Stephen and I. I think that obviously like we're adults and we can kind of choose if we want to share some things that are maybe tougher and kind of let you guys in. There's a lot of things that we keep private because, you know, we're, we're only filming a little snapshot. It's like a couple week. moments of yeah, every week. Yeah, you've got a couple yeah. of hours from each week that you're taking from your life and you're putting out there. So yeah. you're never going to get that full picture. And a lot of those moments we purposely keep private. Mm-hmm. But we do always try to say, and we'll share that, you know, we struggle. There's a lot of struggles behind the scenes. There's a lot of real life that goes on. And so we're yeah. not ever trying to portray this perfect family picture. Um, and I, I've said so many times, I think we've gone through our fair share or maybe more than our fair share of struggles in so many ways. And some of that has been documented um, online. You know, we've had health challenges and we've had, you know, just different things that have been really challenging. But mm-hmm. um, some of that it, we felt has been OK to share. And some of that we're like, you know what, we want to make sure that we keep our family's privacy first. Yeah. And so in a sense, you know, YouTube is and all of the different platforms at this point, it, it's a job, right? Yeah. It's it's a job that you show up for and you work and then you click off and you disconnect and you spend time with your family. And we've always wanted to view it that way and not have our, our whole life get sucked into this thing because it can get very easy for those lines to get blurred. And so um, I would say that that's one of the things that has been a big help is that just kind of continually reevaluating and recognizing when do we need to take a step back because, you know, it's easy to get sucked into kind of the hustle and bustle. And sometimes it's a busy season and there's a lot going on and you're working with different brands and you've got things that you, you need to take care of, but then recognizing that after that busy season, you need to take a step back Mm -hmm. and kind of rest and uh, recollect yourself and make sure that your priorities are still straight and that you're still putting that your family first and all of that. Um, and that's so not important. just as a family, like we actually give our kids permission to, yeah. uh, on a regular basis. That's one of the rules that we set in place early on was like, if you don't want to film, you don't have to film like mm-hmm. mom and I, this is our thing and we're going to do, you know, our thing mm-hmm. and you guys are part of the family. And so as much as you feel comfortable and want to be part of it, like we would love for you to be, but you don't have to. And so some of our kids have had like months that they have not wanted to be uh filmed and and that's okay like that's part of understanding and recognizing when you need to take a break and we as parents saying okay you that's okay if you need to take a break you can take a break we don't need to do this you know right so yeah i think that's been healthy and uh yeah and, you know, being helpful. able to honor our kids in that way the other thing is that like life doesn't stand still so when we started this most of our kids were quite a bit younger mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to just kind of pack everybody up and do things together. But as the kids get older, they have their own lives. You know, most of our kids are teenagers at this point and they're doing various activities or going different places. They've got schedules of their own. It is busier than it's ever been. I have never been. I've thought that I was busy before. It's busy, but, but in a different it's way. It's busy in a different way. Yeah. It's busy in that it's not busy for, for us like doing our, we're, we're busy doing their things now, you know? And there's a season for everything. So we know like that's totally normal. Every parent understands that trying to find that balance, right? Because you don't want to just run everybody into the ground with all the busyness. 
but we have a large family, so it's going to be busy regardless. Yeah. Um, but sports, really, extracurricular activities and yeah. friend hang time and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah. So wanting to make sure that we're prioritizing that um, over the work stuff. Right. And so um, as our kids have gotten yeah. older and they have their own schedules in their own lives, there have been quite a few times where they've said, like, you know what, I really would rather do this or I don't really have time for that. And so we pivot and we say, okay, well, we're going to do this different thing over here yeah. and make sure that you guys are able to do the things that you want to do and and just definitely try to make sure that we are uh, keeping that first, right? Yeah. And so it has looked a little different in this kind of more recent season with our kids being older. Um, we've had to, there have been times where we've had to slow down and kind of scale back how much we're doing. And um, I think that, I would never regret that because mm -hmm. even though in time at times you're like, Oh man, but there's these great opportunities over here to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I will never regret choosing the health of our family and our right. kids, you know, wishes and what they'd like to do over productivity. So mm -hmm. that's an ongoing conversation that we have regularly, just trying to keep those priorities straight, trying to make sure that the family always comes first and that those lines don't get blurred. And sometimes yeah. we get it right, and sometimes we get it wrong, and we have to take a, take a step back and say, you know what? Like, I think we're getting off here a little bit, and reevaluate. And that's okay. And I think it's yeah. good for our kids to see that we yeah. can do that. And it's also good sometimes to recognize that there is a balance of it. Hence, why we're calling it balancing family life. Like, there are seasons in all of life, whether you're online or have a job that you know you work nine to five or whatever, that there will be seasons that you have to hustle and grind and run hard. For a little while, you just have to, there's no way around it. Um, sometimes there's paying due seasons whenever you're first getting started. Sometimes there's just like, you know, when I was on staff at a church for like almost two decades, like Christmas, like, you know, Christmas and Easter, like you're probably not going to see your family, you know, that much because you're just working all the time. And so then, you know, I think that's important too, is for our kids to see like, this is also, there are parts of life that they're going to need to know when they get older that they will also need to hustle and grind. And so for them to see us doing that and working hard and having a great work ethic and like really, you know, putting in the hours and the time and the thought and the creativity and all that, I think that's also a good example for them. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's good to always say, oh yeah, we need a break. And then you have like this break indefinitely, but it is okay to say like, there's discipline and there's wisdom and knowing the difference between when it's time to rest and when it's time to work and then having like the discernment to put that into practice. I think Yeah. we don't always get that right. <laughs> I think, well, and because we're so opposite though, I think that that I, has been a strength for us Yes, because we do help to balance each other out and to help yeah. keep balance in the family. Because I probably err more toward the workaholic Probably. side of things probably maybe a little. <laughs> i i love i love to work like i yeah like to some extent i think oh yeah workaholism you know bad like whatever but like <laughs> when you enjoy your job you know when you enjoy getting to do and i've always chosen jobs that give me a sense of purpose that give me a sense of meaning that give me a sense of my why has always been strong which i think that's been a huge part of mm -hmm. we talked as we were talking about you know what we wanted to say it's like keeping our why at the forefront. And, you know, when you lose your why, then you burn out. When you lose your why, then it's not fun anymore. When you lose your why, then you just are kind of 
spinning your wheels and you can't. So to keep a strong Y, um, and I, that's W-H-Y, not just like the letter Y. Um, <laughs> there's a book called uh, Start With Why by a guy named Simon Sinek. It's phenomenal. Um, another book called The Infinite Game that he wrote. Another book called Leaders Eat Last that he wrote. Um, just every book by him is incredible. Um, but that was one of the big things whenever we first started is like, why would we do social media? Why would we do YouTube? Why would we do this? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people have asked that. Like, why would you yeah. put your family out there? Why would you spend your time in this way? But before we go into the why, I do want to jump back to one of your points you were talking about with working hard. Because a lot of people um, don't recognize how much work it is to <laughs> yeah. be online, to create vlogs and content and that kind of thing. Um, I think a lot of people so do. So what do you do? A lot of people <laughs> a lot of people do to the point where they think that that's all you're doing is is constantly being online yeah. or whatever, right? Which is not true. Like it's a few hours each week that we are filming and then there's all the stuff behind the scenes. But there is a lot of work that goes into it. And this yeah. started out as a hobby kind of more for me. Yeah. Um, where I was kind of just capturing some of the stuff going on with me and the kids and and that kind of thing. And it just really exploded and took off. Yeah in a way that was really unexpected. And so Steven jumped in and we kind of became a team doing this together. Yeah. Um, but it was nuts. I it mean, was so much when work. we first started, I was working at least 50, 60 hours a week at the church. And then three times a week, I would be editing a vlog. And sometimes, I mean, it was, I was just, I'd never edited a video before we started doing mm-hmm. YouTube. So, uh, you know, we'd get, there were, sometimes we'd get done at like, 5 a.m. You oh, know, that, not 5 a.m. There were a couple times that was 5 a.m. There was, yeah, I think one time or twice you maybe, know. but most of the time it'd be like you're working into the evening. We had to yeah. get good about getting our schedule. We had to get, yeah. You can't really film and then edit same day and get it's it up tough. the next day. Like we do that a lot now, just because I've gotten really efficient as an yeah. editor, but. Like then it would take me four hours to edit a video. And so we'd be finishing up at like eight o'clock filming and then I'm editing and it would be like 2 a.m. A lot of a lot of nights that I'd be that would be done. Yeah. And uh, and it was just tough. And so that's partly why for me when before Stephen was jumping in, it would take me like eight hours to edit a video. So and I was putting up one or maybe two a week. So that was a lot kind of starting out to do two videos a week. Um, and then when Steven jumped on, we moved that over. We were basically doing it full time. So we did three videos a week and (laughs) full time at the church and then full time on YouTube. And I was burning. I mean, I burnt out. It felt like we were burning the candle at both ends, but at the same time, it did feel like we were building something. There was this momentum going and we didn't want to lose that opportunity of this thing that was happening. Right. Mm. You, you could see God blessing it and it felt like it was just what what was supposed to be happening but there's there were so many other elements right because you did have a different full-time job and he was traveling with his band and we were doing youtube yeah and so that was a and lot and we still weren't really making the money as much on on youtube so i was also doing full-time wedding photography and engagement photography and like and food and culture photography and all kinds of stuff just to try to provide for this huge family that we we had, had. an interim period there of maybe three or four months where everything was super busy yeah, and we were having a hard time kind of deciding what needed to go. It was really hard because all of these things were things we loved, the things we were passionate about, mm-hmm. but it was too much. It was just too much. And so we knew that something had to give so that we'd spend a lot of time praying, a lot of time 
really um, trying to be very careful about what our next steps would be because we mm-hmm. knew that that was going to that was going to dictate what our future looked like, right? Yeah. And so, especially with YouTube, it's like, do we want do we want to take the leap? Do we want this to be something? You know, like this is a big commitment if we're gonna if we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were kind of praying through all of that, we had several videos that just went off the charts and just launched our channel. Honestly, yeah. we had friends who had been doing it for years, years and years, who had built up to where they were, and they were all calling us and they're like, "This never this happens." Happen. Like it was really miraculous. Honestly. It really was. We we were at one weekend. We had it had taken quite a while, but we had gotten to fifty thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. We very very quickly got to like within a few days, got to a hundred thousand. The next weekend, we were at 200,000. A week later, we were at 300,000. And right. it was just like snowballing. And so in some ways, it felt like that was kind of the answer to our prayer, right? And it, 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 For me, it really was because I would say I had been burning the candle at both ends for so long, and I had sort of lost myself in my work. I was not being a good example to our kids of what it looks like to be healthy you were I had, burning. I out. had really lost who I was. Spiritually, I was drowning. Emotionally, I was drowning. Uh, you know, I was losing my hair. Like I go back and I look at these videos from that first year. Uh, mm-hmm. I was balding really badly. Um, you know, I and just I was, I was not a healthy yeah. human. You know, and I was and just kind of witnessing that, knowing my husband and knowing who he is, and just kind of seeing him struggling. I was like. Yeah, we've got it. We got to change something here, and so um, it did feel like that was kind of the answer to prayer. And you know, and you don't really recognize that as much in the moment. Like I'm a right. pretty jovial guy, and I have a, generally a glasses half full kind of approach to life. And except for whenever, except for with this house <laughs> that we're never going to get built, uh, but. Like I, I, I don't think I recognized until you step back and hindsight's twenty twenty, and you're like, man, I was really, mm-hmm. you know, I, I needed a, I needed God to to step in and and do something to sort of rescue me out of that, and He really it did. Was, it was an intervention, honestly. And one of the amazing things about it is that we really did need more family time. We needed to slow down, and for. Stephen to be able to come home and for us to be able to work together, for him to be able to spend so much more time with the kids. Well, for you and I to be able to strengthen our marriage, that was huge for us to be able to have that time because I think in some ways we had drifted apart a little bit because of that. Because there was, yeah, and there was, (laughs) there was so, so much busyness and we're just trying to keep all these plates spinning and it it was really challenging. I will say at the same time, COVID hit a couple months, literally yeah. a couple months after we went full time mm-hmm. doing this. That obviously was devastating and scary in so many ways. But being home, mm-hmm. it was almost like a reset yeah. for our family mm-hmm. where we were all just kind of tucked away together and got to breathe. We got to like reestablish healthy rhythms as a family yeah. and as a couple. And every morning, you know, waking up and doing our Bible studies together and mm-hmm. just getting to slow down. It was, it was in so many ways. Um, exactly what we needed. It was. And that's not to minimize the, the pain that so many have experienced due to that. Right. But it, the, the pace that it provided for us that forced us into mm-hmm. was so needed yeah. for our own health. 
blessings that have come out of Mm -hmm. difficult things. And that's kind of been a picture of our life. Every time there's been difficult things, we've seen God pull Mm -hmm. the good out of it and do something beautiful in the midst of really difficult struggles. And that has just been like the biggest turning point, I think, in our lives and in our family. And so I'm so grateful there, we could not have orchestrated it the way that it happened. It definitely was God doing this yeah, and answering so many prayers and so many things that we had been working so hard towards to the point where it was not healthy and we were kind of running ourselves into the ground. And then it was like God saying, you couldn't do this on your own mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to establish a healthier pace for you again and I'm going to bring all these things into balance. And so there were so many things like, after that, looking back, where we realized, man, we got off in some of these ways, but mm. God was so good to make something beautiful out of it and yeah. to, to to create something that we couldn't do in and of ourselves. Mm. So that was amazing. Yeah, and so I think we are, in a lot of ways, you're better at this than I am, very vigilant to protect that balance mm. more than maybe we used to be. Yeah. Um, and thankfully we can do that without mm-hmm. being deathly afraid that we're not going to make the bills, you know? Well, and um, that also is something cause we, we're both opposites, but we also come from different backgrounds. And so yeah. Steven grew up where he had to help. He, he got a job at a very young age. He was providing for his mom. And so there's a lot of reasons why you are so motivated to work hard and to provide and to want to be diligent. And so those are good things. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm on the other end of it where I really value making sure that there's, you know, rest and peace and a good, um, schedule in the family and all of that. And so we, we really do balance each other out well in that. And so, yeah, having gone through all of that, I'd say you're, you're much healthier at recognizing, (laughs) you know, working hard, but not, not too hard, making sure family comes first. Because I know that's your heart too. Well, that's been like a big thing, like even just this last couple of months, you know, we've recognized that in our own selves that, you know, we had a real long season of grinding and we needed to step back. So the last couple of weeks, we've just done one video a week, which is a big change from three videos a week just six months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's been a lot of changes with YouTube and they're pushing shorts and uh, you know, Instagram is doing reels and tick, everything's trying to become TikTok. I've got this little, you know, hashtag make YouTube YouTube again. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it, there's only so much I can rail against it. It's gonna the the ship's in motion. You know, I can't I can't change that. So for me to recognize in my own self the um my security button is being pushed. You know. Right, because it feels like things are changing. Yeah, and my uh, tendency when that happens is go into overdrive, work really hard, you know, grind until I'm dead, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and that's not healthy for my family, you know, and they can't sustain that. And since we're doing this together, you know, we we have to figure out how to to do it in a way. So instead of uh, us all just like killing ourselves to make – a million shorts a week or whatever, like YouTube wants us to do. Right. Instead, we're kind of like, well, <laughs> let's do the opposite. <laughs> let's just do, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to rest some and yeah. we're going to, this will all figure itself out and we're going to work hard, obviously, but I'm not going to kill us over this thing. 
I do feel like it's an act of faith in some ways when you do the opposite of what <laughs> is being told you have to do if mm-hmm. it's going to work and if you're going to keep going and all of that, right? Yeah. It can be scary to kind of hear some of these messages from these big platforms that are saying things are changing yeah. and if you don't do this, mm-hmm. your channel is going to be buried, you know? Yeah. And that's been kind of discouraging in some ways, but at the same time, I'm like, no, like that we didn't start this yeah. to be a machine for this algorithm. Right. And our family's not a machine, and that's not why we started this. Yeah. So back to the why. Why yeah. did we do this in the first place? One of the biggest questions people ask us, mm-hmm. why did you put your family out there? Why are you doing this? Well, and to, for me, the, the word I keep getting as a Christian, you know, prayer's a big deal to me. Spending time with God's a big deal to me. And when things are going not the way I want them to, to begin to have that shift my perspective and see that this is an invitation to intimacy with God, mm. an invitation to intimacy with the God who knows what needs to happen, who's already planned it out from the beginning of time and does care intimately about the details of our life, whether that's our finances or our family or our marriage or our money or our whatever. Like God cares uh, more than we ever could. And he's got a better plan than we ever could. And, and so Bring it to him, not as a last resort, but as a first response. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such an important distinction to make Mm -hmm. that I I wish that I could just automatically go straight to that. But it's like sometimes it takes a little bit and it's like, oh, yeah, God's trying to get my attention right now. So I think that's kind of part of this season, too. Yeah. But the the why of this has been there's been multiple things right it's usually not one specific thing for all of us on why we do things or why we make the choices that we make um early on one of the things was that I was we had just had Lincoln be diagnosed with a rare Mm -hmm. brain disease and he was Mm -hmm. looking at bilateral brain surgery and Stephen was a pastor on a pastor's (laughs) income traveling trying to make you know doing all the things he knew to do and and we were looking at these enormous medical expenses, and I was thinking, how do I help contribute? How, how can I, um, you know, be diligent to help with the finances? But I'm also homeschooling our children, and they're all still pretty young, and mm-hmm. Lincoln is, you know, medically needy and needs me to be there with him hands-on, and so it mm-hmm. needs to be something at home. And I remember having a few conversations with Stephen and a few conversations with my dad just feeling like like the answer's out there and there's there's this thing that I know that I can be doing but I don't know what it is mm-hmm. and so we basically went down the list of every single thing possible mm-hmm. um and none of them really fit right and then I said you know well I do love to document what we're doing with the kids and share our story and you know when we brought Penelope and Lincoln home um from China there was just uh, we we were sharing kind of that whole journey we were in China for a month so every day we're you know posting pictures and and updates on Facebook and Mm -hmm. just people really resonated with that and just with the beauty of adoption and all of that which is kind of our family story too is we want to be a picture of the beauty of the gospel a picture of the beauty of diversity a picture of the beauty of adoption all of that and so um that was something that I knew I loved to do. I was passionate about. We have this beautiful family that um, this is part of our story, our family's story, right? And I already love to take tons of photos and videos and share about that journey with people. And so you had like um, a blog that you were writing. 
yeah. and pictures you'd post and obviously Facebook mm-hmm. at the time because that was really, particularly yeah. with when we adopted the boys, that was really kind of pre-Instagram, you know, um, well, kind of, but yeah, like, you, you've sort of always done this. Right, you know? in some capacity. And so as I was talking about that with my daddy and with Steven, we were thinking, you know, I know some people that do this on this platform called YouTube, right? And maybe I'll give it a shot. I didn't think that it and it would take off. I didn't think that it would be anything more than probably family and friends. And maybe we could kind of slowly build this little platform that could help. And I remember standing in my bathroom um, one day thinking, if I could just make a, you know a few hundred dollars a month, that would mm-hmm. that would help cover a lot of these copays and medical things and that could help that could just help us right and I don't have to leave the kids and I can be at home and we can still kind of keep the family rhythm as it is um and so we started it and we started with it was a year after we had brought the kids home so they had settled into the family well everyone had really adjusted we were doing well and I felt like okay now's the time to start this and we started by editing together all of the adoption (coughs) footage from the year before we had just taken a bunch because I yeah. knew that I was at some point I would want the footage anyways, but I thought maybe I'll put a, a video together of that. Yeah. And, and I had just bought this like, you know, rebel T five camera or whatever. Cause I was thinking about getting into photography. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like gung ho about capturing all of it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, The a- whole time we were there, I didn't know what we were going to do with it, but we, I mean, I shot, Pretty much the whole trip on that little camera. Yeah. You know. And I'm so grateful. And then we I'm, just sat there on the footage for a year. For a year. We just kept it. And then one day I was like, okay, I really feel like now's the time we're supposed to do this. Yeah. And I really dragged my feet too because I think it was really the time like a couple months before, but I kept second guessing and yeah. I'm more of an introvert. And so it was really hard to think about putting myself out there in a way that felt more vulnerable I guess because it's one thing to share with your family and friends on Facebook Mm -hmm. or on a blog it's another thing to create a channel on YouTube for whoever wants to see this to come see this you know and and what if they're not nice and what if they're really critical and you know what if they're not kind um so I, I really struggled with that it took a few months of feeling like now's the time before I really took that leap yeah um we put that adoption video out there and it quickly took off. I yeah. think we had 10,000 subscribers within the first week or it so. It was the first week. Yeah. That first video. It was like, what the heck? Yeah. I was really excited for it because I was in the middle of like a book concept called demystifying adoption, adoption, deconstructing the fear of the unknown because so much of what we had been passionate about and continue to be passionate about is uh, helping equip people in the area of adoption. And there's so much fear of the unknown that causes people to not want to jump in, to, to be hesitant about it. And uh, and so we thought, well, what if we you know wrote a book that could help people kind of walk through like the calling and the process and the aftermath and all of that. And so then to get to do that in video form and storytelling kind of way, particularly in with our adoption of Penelope and Lincoln from China, you're adopting an older child, you're adopting a special needs child, both of which we were scared to death of. Just, well, I was scared to death of. <laughs> I think there's certainly a lot of unknowns and a lot of questions and a lot, in some ways I felt very equipped. I felt like God had 
made it abundantly clear that mm-hmm. these were the children that were supposed to be in our home. I felt that it was, um, in some ways, I just felt very, very sure yeah. that I, and, and I knew that like there were going to be unknowns, but I was like, the Lord's going to provide and we're going to be totally fine and it's going to be okay. And in some ways, I think there is some naivety to that, right? Because you yeah. don't fully understand how difficult it can be. Right. But at the same time, we had already adopted our sons. So we yeah. knew a lot of those kind of nuances and complexities to adoption. It's beautiful, but there's a lot of brokenness there too. And, you know, so that we, we knew a lot of that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think that I, I felt like it's going to be okay. At the end of the day, yeah. it's going to be okay. I think you being the provider of the family maybe had I was hesitant, yeah. but like really not, not really hesitant with Penelope, but when you came on, like when you ask, Hey, I, I feel like we're supposed to adopt again. I was like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, you were, you're a great mom. Like we've got room in the suburban, you know, we've got room in this house. Let's do it. But when you came back and said Lincoln too, and Oh, he's special needs. And here's this book called the boy who could, uh, run but not walk about left side hemiplegia and all these things that Lincoln does deal with uh, and struggle with, but has miraculously overcome in so many ways. Like just having that resource of that book, you know, helped me yeah. to really feel comfortable with that. And so whenever we started vlogging, I was like, man, Lord, please use this yeah. as a resource for people who are considering. I mean, we get we get texts and DMs on Instagram and emails on a daily basis, not a weekly basis, not on a daily basis. Hey, watching your vlog, so grateful for your voice, um, so grateful for your example. And that's not to toot our horn, but then they'll ask, like, we want to adopt. You guys have been an amazing resource for us. Can you give us some books? And so I'll give them a few book options. Uh, Adopted for Life by Russell Moore is a, a great one that we read uh, when we were getting ready to adopt. And, and so there is that side of things that we're like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. And also I think it's really powerful. One of the things that we kind of said early on is we want to show, not tell, like it's easy to tell people like, Hey, this is really good. Or this is possible. You don't need to be afraid of that, but to, to show it in real life. Right. And so that's kind of one of the things that we were saying is like, well, Mm. we have this family and we are walking this journey and it's messy and it's not perfect. And that's going to come through in the videos too. Um, but we can show what it looks like to be mm-hmm. a Christian family that loves the Lord, that loves our children, that, you know, these children are a blessing, that adoption is a blessing, that yeah. diversity is beautiful. Um, and so just felt like that was the calling that the Lord was saying is yeah. go and show what I've done in your life. Yeah. Right. Um, and in a way that is hopefully authentic and relatable, but um, honoring our family as well. And so that's, what we yeah. said early on is like, listen, we're not a perfect family. We're not going to show some of those hard things. We're not going to show our kids struggling, but we'll talk about how we struggle. We'll talk about how it's difficult. I know I've cried on camera before, you know, um, but that was that was really the heartbeat behind it is starting this channel. We want to kind of show what that looks like in our family and yeah. hopefully be an encouragement to other people, not because we're perfect, but because there's so much love here and God is so faithful. And so that, that is the whole message behind our channel. And like we said, there are times where it's like you get busy and you're doing all these projects and stuff and you can kind of like lose sight of that for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And you have to kind of step back and reevaluate and be like, wait, why did we start this? 
why are we doing this? And so that's just been this ongoing journey for us, but I'm so grateful for it. I know it's like, it's changed our lives and changed our hearts in so many ways for the better. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you can look at social media and just, it has such a bad rap because there is a lot of negativity on there. You do only see the highlight reel, right? And so there's a lot of comparison and feelings of inferiority and all of that. There's a lot of downsides to social media, but it can also be an incredible tool, an incredible resource. Being able to connect with people all over the world that you never would have been able to connect with So cool. To have like a global family. Yeah. That you really kind of consider your family, even if you're like distant third cousins, you know. But I have like a distant third cousin in India. And I've got like a distant fourth cousin in New Zealand <laughs> and like, and, and we just get to enjoy that. We, I love that. I love that aspect of things that we have this really cool mm-hmm. global family that we adore and I'll get say to that be, yeah. We have been as much as I hope that we have been able to be an encouragement to others and we do get messages and things where it's, it's great to be able to hear from other people, yeah. how they've connected with our family and with our story. And that's wonderful. I think we have probably been just as encouraged. Absolutely. Just from the love and the support that other people have poured into our family. Yes. And during a time where there was a lot of kind of like, I don't know, I was unsure and I was really timid and scared to start this and to see people just love on our family, love on our kids and just be so encouraging has been an incredible blessing. Like there are, of course, trolls and some mean comments here and there and stuff. But But it's pretty... The Minimal. overwhelming majority. If yeah. you get a viral video, that's where you get all yeah. these kind of like mean people coming out of the woodworks and you got to. Dang, she had a African man, uh, Asian oh man, and a British man. Oh my gosh. There are a lot of like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of or the got to catch them all about yeah. the adopt. It's like, come on guys, be original. That, yeah. that got to catch them all thing was like 7,500 comments on that video. Yeah, the morning it's routine stupid. that went big. The um, uh, uh, There have been obviously some just really nasty ones we have had to put some words yeah. in our filter thing because there have been some really racist just overtly yeah. hateful kind of things and so we liberally use the word filtering because yeah like, if it's if you're but for like just overtly hateful stuff like we're totally fine with criticism constructive criticism questions all of that that's great yeah but if you're gonna be like just super super nasty especially about our children that's yeah. going to be filtered out automatically. And so we try no to keep our space yeah. very positive and kind and encouraging. And um, and it, it's been <laughs> positive wonderful. Positive, encouraging. Miller fam. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it is. It's been this wild journey. And I know it's yeah. kind of non-traditional. A lot of people look at us and they'll say, like, I could never do that. Or I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Honestly, there are days I don't know how we <laughs> do this either. Um, yeah. But for the grace of God, right? And right. so this is what he's called us to now and this probably won't last forever and when he calls us to something else we'll move on to something else and we'll but build a beautiful airbnb retreat like a little compound of tree houses and yurts <laughs> and cool things tiny homes and steven definitely wants to do in that, the right? mountains with a waterfall that'd be fun Gonna rent out some stuff. I don't know how we're get gonna get into do construction. We're gonna figure this out. I don't know if out. we want to get into construction. We we've been having quite the no. ordeal with our house. Well, so. hopefully this won't be forever. You know. Yeah. Hopefully April, yeah. we'll be in our house. So I think that's about <sighs> it. Just kind of sharing the whys and the the hows to mm-hmm. this kind of journey, but it it's been. Um, it's been quite the process. I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. I'm really grateful for the all that God's done. 
through our family, yeah. in our family, in us individually. I think we've grown so much mm-hmm. individually and our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, I th- yeah. there's so much that you can learn through going through something very different like this. Mm-hmm. And in some ways having to watch yourself back on a screen, you know, <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. I, I think you do honestly learn a lot about uh, who you are. And for me, it's really helped me to kind of come out of my shell. Yeah. Um, some, so to speak, not that there's nothing wrong with being an introvert and I, I would never want to portray it that way. I love being an introvert and I think there's so many, um, so many strengths to being an an introvert. And I think there's so many strengths to us being opposite, but some of that kind of shyness of feeling like I need to hide part of myself. Mm. That was something that was hard for me and something that certainly I still struggle with sometimes, but, um, I think that this this whole thing has been really helpful and me kind of yeah. being able to share myself and not feel like I have to hide who I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think too, for the kids to be able, like our kids, given what we do, it's exciting to see how level headed and mature and not like, cause I think you think about like kid actors and yeah, you know, celebrities from kids, like our kids have no clue that, I mean, they, they know, that this is what we do and that yeah. this is part of our life, but they're not like walking around like I'm a YouTuber, you know? Right. Yeah. Maybe a couple of them. Are like that. <laughs> I think the, the boys, especially the younger boys are just like, this is cool, yeah. you know, which yeah. is normal. But yeah, I do think that, yeah, that's something we've been very, very protective over is wanting to make yeah. sure that our, this shapes our kids in positive ways and not yeah. negative ways. Yeah. And, um, I, I am very proud of, you know, just how responsible and mature and yeah. kind they are. They're just really great kids, and I love them to pieces. So Me too, and I love you to pieces. And I love you guys to pieces. We really do love you guys. It has been such a joy to do this season of What's Up, Beautiful People. If you guys have not subscribed, we'd love for you to subscribe. Go back and listen to all the podcasts and all the episodes and you know, you can subscribe to the Family Made uh, Network on YouTube, as well as there's plenty of other shows uh, that are not done with their first season or they're ongoing and not choosing to do. Se- Even just the season setup of our of the podcast is a way for us that we've chosen to do to protect our family time and to be able to not overcommit ourselves. So we're trying to structure it this way rather than keep it going year round. That way we can stay fresh and stay present for each other and present and fresh for you guys as well. So, uh, you know, we would love to see you guys. And, uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram, go check us out at the Miller fam. We're also on Twitter at the Miller fam, sort of, uh, <laughs> we're, we're sort of on Twitter. We're sometimes on Twitter. Uh, that's probably for, our least active for the platform. time. Being, that's our least active platform. We're on Facebook at the Miller fam. We're the Miller fam everywhere. So we, we would love for you guys. We are the Millers. <laughs> we are the Miller fam. Uh, but we'd love to ge- talk to you guys on there and, uh, and see you guys soon. Also keep YouTube, YouTube, make YouTube, YouTube again. <laughs> if you guys have not already subscribed to the Miller fam on YouTube, we would love for you to do that. And watch our long-form vlogs, like all the way through. Just watch them from the beginning to the end. <laughs> it's my favorite way to connect with you guys. It really is. It's, you can connect so much better through a long-form video than like a 15-second reel or video. a short reel or video. lip-syncing to a movie quote, which we have yeah. fun with that too. We do have that fun with that. That be fun, but yeah. We much prefer the long-form vlogs and would love to connect with you guys on there as well. And then lastly, just one last plug for the book. 
perfect Christmas present for the idiot in your life. <laughs> Don't say it that way. It's not. It's, it really is for everybody. It really is for everybody. One, everybody saying. messes up. Failure is a, yes. a universal truth. To err is human, right? So yep. um, if yep. you want to be encouraged, we'd love for you to pick up that book on the, wherever you buy or listen to books or audio books. Uh, we'd love for you. But, uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas, Hope you have guys. a wonderful, wonderful and Christmas. And a happy new year. Bye.